0: Hey, this is John Campbell from Lamb of God, and you're watching CMS TV.
1: presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and uh I gotta say I I am loving this guy's work and my God, is he in is he busy? He's busy making bands, I'm gonna say because not not that his bands are bad. But I think they are better with him in them. He's, of course, the guitarist of Autograph. He's also the guitarist of House of Lords. He's sometimes the guitarist of Max Explosion, which is where I saw him yeah. way, a few years ago. He is the great guitarist, Mr. Jimmy Bell. Jimmy, how are you, man?
0: Chris, a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, dude, I really a- appreciate it.
1: It's a pleasure to have you on man, and i'm gonna I'm gonna give you a rare dose of honesty that I don't think too many people will will give you when When I heard after the you know the the obvious passing of uh, Randy that autograph was continuing on, I was a naysayer, as I'm sure many, many people were. I was like, oh, how can they keep doing this? How can they do this? Then I hear the single, and I'm like, now I know how they can do it mr jimmy bell just absolutely ripping on guitar man so you sold me and and i'm sure you probably sold other people man so i guess we might as well start there right at at you know the beginning of this process um you know tell me a little bit about putting together beyond the new record from autograph because i'm imagining it was pretty tough for you guys no
0: well you know honestly um Uh, you know, from my past, I'm, I write a lot of songs. I mean, uh, for, especially, you know, for House of Lords, uh, even, uh, uh, you know, even, uh, Max Explosion was, uh, that was more of a, you know, um, everybody contributed in that. uh, But, um, you know, with Autograph, uh, when I joined the band, I had told Randy, uh, I said, you know, I, I want to play, uh, I don't mind playing all these other songs, uh, but I want to, um. Uh, I, I write songs. I, I'd like to, you know, give you some a bunch of my ideas and everything. So he was all for it. Right. He, uh, I sent him a couple things, and he absolutely loved them. So um, when the uh, record deal came to us, uh, we had already been working on some stuff, and uh, we just like really went for it from at that point. Uh, once, once, uh, you know, once uh, we signed contracts and everything. And they gave us uh, like a deadline, but we finished way before the deadline and gave extra songs on top sure. of it. It was, a, it just, I, I write songs all the time. And um, what I do when I write songs, I only write music. I don't write lyrics. Okay. But um, uh, so Simon did, you know, all the lyric and uh, melodies and everything. But um, basically when I, I enter a band like Autograph or even like when I did House of Lords, I, I, I listen to what the singer does and what he sounds like and what you know type music would go great uh you know what i could write to uh you know enhance his vocals or uh you know collaborate with him well and um it just worked out so amazing with simon because him and i like uh clicked uh immediately uh writing wise and musically and of course randy loved everything i was giving him you know he had you know had all these Wonderful ideas that he was thinking about, and Mark, our drummer, uh, he's not only a great drummer, but he uh, he's a producer and engineer. So he did the whole record. Um, so man, it was it was just a great thing. So I I uh, immediately went to work on a whole bunch of material. In fact, I sent so many songs to Simon that I overloaded him. <laughs> <'Cause> that's, <laughs> that's just the way I, I keep firing them out. I mean, I have so many. Uh, you know, I since I've had my studio. Which hasn't been that long—not even a year—because I didn't need a studio. I just had to get it recently. Right. Um, yeah, because I did all my recording at BJ's house with House of Lord. But you know, I got my own studio, and I've—I've I've got you know close to 200 songs I've written already in this oh, thing. Wow. You know, for projects, <laughs> and uh, so that's how how it went. You know, I started uh, sending off a whole bunch of songs to Simon. Uh, he he grabbed the ones that really you know, you know, you know stuck out to him. Uh, and then came back with uh, some incredible lyrics and vocal lines, and man, it was so great to hear the final uh, product uh, when they when he went into the studio and started, uh, you know, putting together all the parts. And then uh, once we had all the demos done, because I on the demo stuff, I had a you know drum machine going, I play all the guitar parts, sure, and uh, and I even play bass just to send them something with bass on it, so they could hear the, what the meat of the song would sound like. And of course, you know Randy went in and redid all the bass, and he worked so hard on all the songs too. He 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 killed it on them, absolutely killed it. He did a great, great job. Um, one of the best performances, actually. This this album to me has one of the best performances I've ever heard of Randy, sure, um, of his lifetime. So um, it's uh, you know it's a real honor to be with these guys. It's just a great collaboration.
1: Certainly, um, man. Now now, Jimmy, you know obviously somebody passing away in a band is is an incredibly tough tough thing no matter who it is you know yeah yeah even if if it's a a guy that's been in the band three months it's still an incredibly tough thing obviously a founding member of the band the last founding member of the band probably more tough because you know you know you guys know that it's going to come with backlash if you continue, you know, from, from fans. Fans are gonna fans are gonna question, you know, that's just yeah, part yeah. of the game. You know, so for you guys, when Randy passed, was there discussion about carrying on, or did you know right you you just knew that you were gonna carry yeah, no, on? We and, were
0: we knew we were gonna carry on. I mean it's uh um you know we all loved Randy more than anything and Randy's sure. still with us. His spirit is with us. And you know on top of that randy loved every single song that we did he was so proud of this record and he played on this whole thing in fact i mean the record was turned in two weeks prior to his death all the artwork and everything uh, you know so it wasn't this was a a sudden shock uh for all of us um but you know you know a lot of times when that question comes up i you know it's very simple to answer you know it's like Randy was really behind this band. He loved this version, said it many times, loved this version of Autograph more than anything. Sure. Especially uh, uh, when I joined and uh, the contribution that I made uh, to the band, it really gave him a, 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 an uplifting spirit. You know, I could see him smiling. Randy and I were best friends. We became okay. so close. So losing him was a, a devastation, really devastating to me. Um, you know, we interacted together on stage yeah. constantly. Mm -hmm. but um you know i think like a lot of people just have to realize that simon and mark have been in this band a decade Mm -hmm. that's longer that's longer than the original lineup was together you know they they have a ep out they did a full album uh and uh now we have another full album uh you know simon is recognized by many as the uh you know the vocalist of the band and uh he um you know, don't forget, when they when they got Simon originally, there were three members in the band. Kenny, the drummer, right. Randy, and Steve. Right. So, uh, you know, they welcomed him in with uh, open arms. These are original members, you know, saying, this is the guy we want to sing for the band. Sure. Uh, you know, then Kenny passes. And, of course, Steve quit. He didn't want to have anything to do with autograph anymore. Right. So, uh, you know, he had something new he was uh, venturing off doing. And, um, you know, when people say something. It's like, do you you know, it's like, we didn't want Randy to pass away. We, you know, it's yeah, right. It's a very difficult situation because, you know, I, I understand when people come at you, if some if a member was fired from the band, like if, if Steve had been fired from autograph and they took me in, it would have been a big, a uh, uh, whole different ball game at, at sure. one point, you know, I wouldn't have been, I was very well received by all the fans because of the situation. Um but Now you have a a member that, you know, someone that you loved more than anything in the world uh, passed away on you. And uh, it's like, it, it's, it, you know, it's totally different. It's very, you know, it's a very hard situation. Right. Around.
1: No, yeah. it definitely is. And it's an unfortunate situation. I mean, that's the, what That's you probably put it best. It's, it's, it's not like you fired him. You know if no you, no if I you mean, fired it, him it's one thing but if yeah, it's if you you fire know, pass-
0: somebody if you fire somebody that's a whole different story right. you know then you then you uh then you uh then you expect backlash. Like, oh you know when yeah. they have no reason to reason doing that but when somebody passes away um you know that's that's a a whole different thing you know right. it's we're, mm-hmm. we're we're those guys especially simon and mark were so close to randy i've only been in a band uh, just over three years now. Right. But Simon and Mark, you know, uh, been with Randy forever. Randy got sick at a gig that we did with kicks. And uh, uh, even uh, not too long ago, um, we were playing with kicks in uh, Slaughter at a Christmas show somewhere. Okay. And uh, we got to the airport and Randy wasn't feeling well. We actually had to call um, an ambulance for him. And Simon stayed with him. Gave, you know, okay. gave up his flight and stayed in whatever state we were in uh, because we weren't going to, you know, someone had to stay with him. We wasn't going to leave Randy alone just to right. go in an ambulance and, you know, well we'll check on you. You know, it was uh, we we loved Randy more than anything in the world. I communicated with him all the time. Um, you know, everything that I wrote, he just was like thrilled about, you know, it, we had such a bond and a friendship with him. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't i don't know if a lot of the people really know how close we all were but they don't they always you know it it doesn't matter you know you get these people you get these people behind the keyboard the the keyboard warriors (laughs) that'll just stand back there and and write and do anything for controversy you know
1: no you're you're absolutely right man well dude you know as you've moved forward uh boy i don't envy steve unger <laughs> yeah. you know that's that's uh that's giant i know you filled big shoes yourself with steve litch but certainly uh, taking on randy's spot that could not have been easy so how well, how he's, he, Go ahead. He,
0: yeah he's very cool you know he's he's not you know uh we haven't even like made an announcement uh that you know right right at the moment steve came into you know, he came in to help us out. We we needed somebody with really, you know, that had really good vocal ability because mm-hmm. uh, autograph sings. We don't use, you know, no tracks. You know, right. everything is live vocals, uh, and we all sing three part harmony. Uh, every song has three part, and uh, and Randy had taken um, all the high parts, um, and that happens to be Steve's forte. So uh, uh, it just worked out amazing. Plus, his whole personality and every the way he is is you know he's got a lot of the the randy vibe you know the uh right. i don't you know you know i don't give a shit or i don't care you know that type of thing you know mm-hmm. it's, it's got that type of vibe with him and it, it's just so much fun he's a fun person to be around he's a good really good solid bass player and he, he's you know he knows exactly what's going on and he's very cool about it he's not like going well you know when you when are you going to announce that I'm a member or am I a member? He never questions it. He's just happened to be doing what he's doing, and he sure. loved Randy more than anything. And he was a big autograph fan uh, uh, before, way before he even you know joined. I mean, which was even funnier because you know coming from a band like Metal Church, right? And him and him saying I, I didn't even think he'd want to want to uh, you know come and give it a shot. And he goes, are "You kidding? I'm a huge autograph fan." You know, <laughs> and I'm going like, well, "That's kind of weird." You know, a guy from Metal Church is is an autograph fan. That's like, you know, you know, very strange, but sure. It's all good.
1: No question, man. Well, dude, I'm going to focus specifically on you with Beyond. You are absolutely blazing on this record. I mean, of of the 8 or whatever House of Lords records that you've done and the Max Explosion stuff that I've heard and this, this is by far you on overload, man. Talk a little bit about your guitar playing on this, man, cuz you are just ripping.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I well, you know, I I like to experiment with a lot of things. You know, I, I'm a I practice guitar nonstop. I'm always working on on sure. uh, you know on new things. And you know, for example, um, you know when when I joined Autograph, you know um, I I had the freedom to do whatever I wanted. They told me so. You know, guitar solo wise, I didn't have to do anything except for turn up the radio. That was the only solo they asked me to do, so knowing that that I had the freedom just to bring, express myself throughout the band because I didn't want to come in and be a copy of somebody because I have I have my own style to uh, to bring. so I did that in the writing of the album too, you know, what I did, like for example, with uh this ain't the uh, this ain't the place I want to be, uh, when I came up with the idea for the music of that, I wanted to kind of you know I, in my head, I said what can I do that will bring like some of the old elements from the early autograph into this song, you know, but, but keeping it what we're doing now. So uh, that's where I came up. I, I said, well, I'm going to start it with this crazy two handed tapping thing, you know? So I start the whole song off doing that. And then, uh, you know, uh, we went into uh made sure we hit the choruses really big right off the bat. The whole, uh, you know, the whole record is, is built around hooks and uh, doing everything we can to really make the songs um, the best that we could. And um, as far as solos go, I mean, you might laugh being a guitar, uh, you know, thinking that I'm a self-indulgent guitar player, but I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I don't like solo records. Okay. In other words, like I'm not a guitarist that will like if somebody gives me an incredible record by, you know, Ingve or Steve Vai, right. I, I, uh, I, I could listen to about two seconds of it and, and, and cause I'm just not into instrumentals, you know, okay. as great as those guys are. It's not what I like. I like AC/DC. Mm-hmm. Someone says to me, what, what do you like? I go, I like AC/DC. That's what I want to listen to. You know, a, a great rock song with a very short guitar solo. And that's what I do. All my writing is, you know, my guitar solos are 30 seconds, 40 seconds at the most. And I'm right. out, you know, yeah. That's good. It's about the song. It, it, I always look at it like this. It's about the song. It's not about the guitar. playing. Right.
1: When you were coming up, were were you ever into those, those, you know, noodle guys or, or, or well, have you always forget, been like I'm a,
0: a, an Angus guy? <laughs> no, don't forget. I'm, I'm 65 years old. So right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm way older before. Let me, I'll just tell you when I started, um, playing guitar at a, when I was 14, uh, uh, blues guitars. Johnny Winter was my was the guy that I listened to that I learned okay. a, a lot of. Now Johnny was a blues player, but he was also he had a lot of really fast chops. So in my head, when I was growing up, I had it that in order to be a a good guitar player, you were supposed to be a fast guitar player, uh, which was you know really wasn't the case. But that's what my mindset was. So as my as I started practicing and really learning how to guitar, I my whole thing was concentrating on speed. Um, right. and then, uh, uh, I took a few formal lessons and kind of learned what I was supposed to do I, and, uh, got into Richie Blackmore heavy. Uh, so between that and Alvin Lee from 10 years after, and then, uh, you know, before you know it, I, I discovered Al Demiola, the jazz guy, uh, and Al is where I learned all my picking techniques. So I had my whole style developed, uh. Uh, with all this stuff, including arpeggios, diminished scales, and everything, towards the uh, um, later part of the '70s, and um, so by the time that came around, um, like the you know even before Ingve Malmstein was known, uh, I had already started playing like that style. So, yeah, I had developed what I wanted to do very early on as a as a guitar player. So uh, I try to take that. Uh, those elements. And of course I, I learned how to slow down, do melody and then go to speed stuff and then add, you know, certain other tricks to make the song, you know, solo interesting, you know, right on.
1: Definitely. Well, do the why don't we do this? Why don't we take a little break and give people a taste of what you are doing with autograph. Um, You've got the video out there for this. This ain't the place I want to be so we will play a little bit of that and we will return in a minute with jimmy bell from autograph we'll talk more about autograph and uh we'll talk a little house of lords as well because you have a great record out with them as well so here it is this is this ain't the place i want to be it's autograph right here on chris aiken presents Chris Aiken presents brand new video. This ain't the place I want to be from the album beyond, which you need to check out. It is fantastic. Make sure you buy it. People don't just stream it. You can stream it. Please stream it as well, but make sure you (laughs) buy it. You know, we need, we, the band needs you to buy it so that they can continue. And, you know, and it just makes, makes everything better. If you have a physical product so that you can bring it to the show and get signed. Right, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That happened. You know, that's, it's funny you said that because, um, all the tours I've done in Europe, uh, most of the people buy the CDs just for that purpose. You know, there's mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, even people that a lot of times in the shows I did uh, with House of Lords when I was over there, even though they had the record, if they didn't have it with them, they would buy the record again at the merch booth uh, just to get it signed. You know, uh, so uh, they're they're really into um, uh, bringing a physical, you know, having a physical copy. And now that they, uh, um, now that a lot of the companies have released vinyl, that's a whole nother thing, uh, sure. you know, that uh, is being offered, which is great.
1: Right on. It definitely is. And, it, it, you know, it, it's cool to see people getting back. Like I'm not a physical, co- I'm not a physical media guy anymore. I am definitely living my life on my phone. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. But, but that being said for people that collect the ability to have these cool vinyls, you know, I mean, that's, it, it's, it could be the difference between continuing to support a band or not anymore,
0: no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look at it kind of like this. I mean, I love the fact that if people buy the record, they want it, you know, to have the cover and, and read what the lyrics and everything, but um, I'm just happy to get the music out there any way that people want. As long as they're digging it, that's what I really care about. Right You hmm
1: Definitely. Well, well, Jimmy, uh, you know, with with a band like Autograph, you know, and and not just Autograph. I mean, there's a bunch of bands out there that are, you know, that that do not have the original members. But it just seems like more and more. That's okay. It seems like maybe for the first time in our in our lifetime. It's it's becoming about the music more than it's becoming about you know who's standing up there presenting it and you can point to foreigner quiet riot you know there's a number of bands that are out there yeah now, now
0: Leonard Skinner too yeah Leonard uh,
1: Skinner yeah. yeah
0: yeah there's there's uh, there's so many of them but it's it's really about um, it's really about the songs you know mm-hmm. uh, I there's always there's always been a, a certain fan you know i I dealt with you know been dealing with this a lot, even you know i i keep referring you know House of Lords and stuff like that sure. I, I that was my first dealing with it you know you know when you have a band and and uh uh and you come in and into a situation and they don't have uh uh you know we dealt with that in the House of Lords with greg Jafria. you oh, know really? it's like uh, you know we had our keyboards on tracks right well you know there was no way we were gonna get greg greg Jufria, number one. He wouldn't have done it uh, regardless. And then, uh, you know, you didn't have uh, Chuck or Ken Mary or, uh, you know, of course, they changed members a lot in that band. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was it was a, a, a difficult thing. But, uh, you know, there's always, a, you know, two types of fans. And it, I, and this is how I look at things. There There is a hardcore fans that will only accept, uh, you know, original member, original this. And that's what they're all about. The other fans are just about the music, that love the music so mm-hmm. much, as long as it's being played. It's like, I, you know, you mentioned Foreigner. I go see Foreigner every time that, every time that they're around. Yeah. And Mick Jones was coming out uh, every once in a while. Now he doesn't come out at all anymore. I haven't right. seen the last few times. And the band, it's not stopping them from selling out Coliseums and whatever. They're in, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. you you can't take it away from them you know and uh, you know uh leonard skinner just played up here Some place was sold out you know it's this it is yeah. what it is man you know well,
1: it, it comes down to people want to hear those songs and they want to play it. they want to hear them performed well and you know foreigner i'll use as the example i've seen them a couple of times myself and I mean, I, I saw them in the heyday. I saw them on, on the Age of Provocateur tour at 85. Yeah. You know, so I saw them in the heyday, and they weren't as good as they are now at presenting yeah. the music. You know, they're just the, – the presentation is what it's about. And when you hear, you know, cold as ice or, or whatever, yeah. you're just like, man – I love this song. You're not yeah, sitting yeah. there going, "Wait a minute, Jeff Pilson didn't record that." Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? exactly.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the, their their band is outstanding. I can't say enough about them. And you know, if you're up there and giving it your 100% like when we when Autograph plays and we mm-hmm. when we play together, we have the the we get an overwhelming response from the audience. Um and you know what's kind of strange is like you look at you look at a band like Autograph that's, you know, basically known for one song. Sure. Uh, um, and, you know, maybe a couple others they kind of know. But when we play, no matter what we're playing, we get a huge response at the end because we're selling – it's it's our presentation of what, what we're performing and, and the way we come in and interact with the audience. We always make the audience part of us when we play, and they love that. We, we get them to interact with things, and uh, it, it just – it's it's a wonderful band, and I I hope you could come out and see it with uh, yeah. uh sometime soon when we're playing around. I'm not quite sure where you live, but I'm uh, in Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, our, yeah, all right, Cleveland, hey, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cleveland, <laughs> dude, I I, I would like to, you know, the funny thing is one of the first, and this is just a silly story, but one of the first. Tapes I ever had that I bought out with my own money, you know, when I was like 13 years old was sign in please you know, and I remember specifically getting it at the record store and I was all happy to get it and stuff and you know, it's funny when I hear people talk about autograph, you know, everybody says turn up the radio or they'll a few people say blondes and black cars. And that's yeah. about and that's about what people know. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, I like songs like Cloud 10 or My Girlfriend's Boyfriend Isn't Me or you know, you know, the the stuff that was deeper in the record. Yeah. And I think that might have gotten lost on a lot of people. I, I think Autograph is one of those bands that unfortunately had a lot of great songs, but got lost in the mix of every single band sounding similar at that exact moment.
0: Yeah, well, they came out pretty early, you know, mm-hmm. autograph and, um, uh, you know, it was it was very for Randy said originally that they didn't even want to release Turn Up the Radio, which is funny. You never know what, what record companies they weren't. Sure. They didn't want to uh, they didn't feel that that was the song and but uh, it ended up releasing and thank God that it did uh, for those guys. But you got to remember, autograph was put together. Uh, they weren't even a band. Kenny, right. you know, Kenny knew David Lee Roth really well. They were they were buddies, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, you know. David says, "Hey," Kenny says, "Hey, I'm putting together a band." You know, I got this thing. I got these songs, and David Lee Roth just put them on tour. They, right. didn't, they didn't even have a name for the band when they were they they picked it while they were out on the road. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of strange, but. Uh, um, you know it's it's the the guys are great uh from the moment that i met simon and mark and and of course randy we just hit it off my my first when they flew me to when i flew out to la i met randy at in atlanta okay and we and we flew together and um i i was pretty prepared you know i i had worked on all the vocal parts with simon and everything and that right after the first song that we played in the in the rehearsal studio uh, those guys knew I was their guitar player, right, right after the first song, because they, you know, because they could tell that it was, it it sounded like I had been with the band forever. It just did. It just, there wasn't like any, uh, I didn't go up there with, with, uh, you know, minus any confidence. I went there saying, you know, I got this, I know I could do this. And, and I wanted to do it. I wanted to be a part of the band. Right. Um, it also, but it did help that I, knew them prior. I guess For sure. if I if I didn't know know them personally prior to going in that might have been a little bit more of an uncomfortable situation.
1: Right on. Well dude, let's change directions a little bit because uh in in addition to having Beyond coming out, you just were on a record that was just released, The New House of Lords, uh Saints and Sinners. Different style record, but a great record nonetheless. You know, I, yeah. I'm a I'm a big House of Lords fan, and and I'll be honest, I am a big Jimmy Bell joining House of Lords fan because I I really you know hate to just be honest about, it, but I really didn't like the Power and the Myth. I was like, you know, yeah, well, I, it was, that was
0: the whole reason James called me. It was funny. See, James is from Connecticut. I'm from Connecticut, right. and uh James originally was uh he, he was in a cover band around here called Eyes and uh and I was in a band joint forces, so we played the same circuit, you know back and forth, so we had met many many times, sure, and um you know, after power and the myth um even though it was uh it, they tried to do something a little different, and uh you know there's a lot of good moments on that record, but I don't think the fans accepted it too well mm-hmm. um and i I know it took uh some pretty heavy hitting in the reviews and stuff so Uh, When James contacted me, this is a funny story. He says, uh, Jimmy, I'm putting House of Lords back together, but I got to kind of, we got to try to emulate, you know, uh, the old sound. Uh, Have you ever written a melodic rock song in your, you know? And I I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about, but I said yes. Anyway, (laughs) I just just said, of course I have. You know, I didn't know what it was. But um, I just... I had the a whole bunch of songs. I had a bunch of stuff written already, and I sent it to him. And even though the tracks were a little bit heavier, uh, I had some drop tunings going on. By the time he put keyboards on and then uh, layered all his vocal harmonies on top of everything, it was like boom! This this what another singer made might have made into a very heavy song. James made it into a melodic rock song, mm-hmm. you know. It, so. Uh, that's the beauty of of what singers can do. You know, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to do an album and give one song to 10 different singers and get everybody's interpretation, each singer's interpretation of that one song to see what they come up with. You know, I would love sure. to see that. But yeah, James is a, a master at uh, uh, making, uh, turning whatever I gave him, even if it was a bit heavy, into a melodic rock song.
1: Sure. Well, and and, you know, I, and and I'm, I'm going to say it again. I think that the direction of the band changed into a more rock oriented, harder rock oriented direction. The minute that you came in and I'm going even back to the, to the albums in the eighties and the nineties, which were definitely, you know, when they came out, they were exactly what as advertised. They were an offshoot to Jafria, you know, that that's what they were with you, they are a, they are a heavy rock band. They're not a, you know, it, it's very majestic. There's almost some iron maiden type galloping type stuff, especially in the, in the new album. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's very much closer to metal than they ever have been before. And I, and I'll say that's a thousand percent because of what you brought to the table.
0: First, first time I ever gave them a, I think the uh, come to my kingdom album, has a, not come to my kingdom, uh, Cartesian Dreams album mm-hmm. has a, a song that I gave him that has a galloping beat on it. And, um, I remember giving James that's uh, giving him that track, and he says, I've never had a galloping song on a uh, uh, on a House of Lords record. He says, I'm I'm kind of liking this, you know. So I, he wasn't opposed. Once I got through, let's put it this way, once the reviews came out for World Upside Down. Well, when we did the first record, uh, the reviews were so outstanding uh, for that record that he was then very confident of my writing ability and what I could bring to the band. So from there on, uh, everything that... um, He didn't have to worry about too much what I was doing. You know, the first record, we were really critiquing everything. Um, But then once... um, once uh uh you know he felt comfortable after that first record i know he gave me free reign to pretty much do whatever i want and i think even uh uh believe it or not even frontiers did because i remember when they first put out um when they were doing the, the demos for world upside down everything had to go through them uh first they wanted to hear it because you know they had just you know done power to myth so wow. so uh you know they inve- invested money into that, so they want to make sure everything was, you know, what they were looking for. Uh, but you know, if you go to a, um, if you go to World Upside Down, the record opens with these at the times, and it opens with this big al cappella thing, you know, going, mm-hmm. you know, doing the course for the song. That's how it opens, right? And uh, and then I go into this da 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 da, this real heavy guitar riff. And it just sets the pace for the whole record. And it's like, wow, that's different from what, you know, House of Lords did. But that song immediately goes from this heavy guitar riff into this very melodic bridge. And then when the chorus comes in, it is it is full on melodic rock right right there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was a perfect example of what you could do with uh, uh, what a somebody that's Bread on melodic rock can really, and knows how to write for it, can uh, do to a song. Right on, man. For
1: you, Jimmy, is it is it is it difficult? And I, I know it's not difficult, but is it is it a bit tough it, to put your brain into the different styles? Because obviously, autographs a more dirty rock band where you know House of Lord's very majestic, very big yeah. you know is it different if, is it difficult for you somebody that writes music all the time to say okay i've got to create music that's going to sort of fit with this or sort of fit with that's that That's exactly
0: what i do i um my whole thing is is what the singer you know i i list i i get to know the vocalists i'm working with uh i get to know his range um and what he likes um and and so that's what I write for. Like I knew coming into Autograph, I was going to write different than what I did for House of Lords. Right. Uh, I, I you know I had to do with House of Lords. There's a lot of lifting. You know, choruses uh, change keys and lift, and because uh, that's what melodic rock uh, songs do. But then uh, you know, with Autograph, uh, like I said, me be- being a uh, an ACDC fan, I know I knew that. I could maybe squeeze some of that straight ahead rock and roll stuff into this band because I know Simon's going to kill it. You know, right. I know that that's, you know, he's going to come up with this amazing vocal line and, but still, you know, I, I want to tell you, let's take a song like on the new, uh on the new autograph uh record. One of my favorite, one of my favorite tracks is take me higher. It's uh, okay. I call, it, I call it a mid tempo ballad, uh, but it's not really, but it, it's kind of like that. To me, that song just does something. I, I don't know. You know, I when I was writing it, I it just came to me one time and I was just going, wow, I, I'm really digging this. And so I sent it to Simon and that was one of those songs that as soon as I sent it to him, he like, he was on it immediately. It, 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 it captured him as well. And when I got back to finish product on that song, uh, with the with the harmonies when it comes in to take me higher harmonies, it's like it was like oh my god! So that song, in particular, I could actually hear that on a House of Lords record as well. You know, sure. it could it could have been on there like that. Uh, so I do have a uh, sometimes I'll cross over uh, between artists just because I'm used to writing for certain things. But I always, you know, like I said, I always go from singer to singer. Right. Even uh, you know, even if I'm writing for a female singer or something, I I uh, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Sure. What I, I, this has nothing to do with either band. I'm just
1: curious. What do you think when you see half of your old band playing for um Dockin these days? Oh, I it's, love it. That's I love it has gotta be kind of weird, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Chris uh Chris got the gig first, right? And he he was in it. They had Chris a long time ago. He got let go, came back to House of Lords, and they offered. Chris uh the gig again in 2015 which is why max uh kind of max explosion kind of disintegrated at that point but um and BJ had actually filled in uh I forgot when it was uh somewhere maybe around 2009 or 2008 he filled in for Mick Brown while Mick Brown was out on tour with Ted Nugent um But uh, it kind of only made sense when Mick Brown, you know, uh, announced his retirement, you know, BJ already knew the songs. Uh, We were just kind of waiting for it to happen. You know, we kind of knew it was Um, it was, you know, the timing of it was a little difficult because we had a very important show with house of Lords and and BJ had to, he couldn't do it. Right. Because uh, he had to go do the docking thing and, you know, totally understandable. You know, it was, uh, he had an opportunity to be in a, uh a great gig so uh yeah it's it's fun uh sure we just played a show with doc and it was uh autograph and doc and vixen okay. in pennsylvania someplace i believe and uh <clears throat> and i have a picture of me and chris and uh and BJ, we took it together and it was kind of nice. like, Hey, too bad. Why don't we go up and do a few Max songs? We're right here. you know, <laughs> <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> or if John Levin ever needs a, needs time off to do his legal gig, it could be the house of yeah, doctor yeah. show, right? <laughs> and John, and
0: John gets into a, a legal case, that's going to take him away. You know, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Nope. I, 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 uh, I'm so happy for, for them, especially for BJ. Cause, uh, uh, it's, he, you know, he, he's such a monster drummer and, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's been with me in all my cover bands. Like I know the only reason I'm saying, especially for BJ, I mean, I'm happy for Chris too, but don't get me wrong. Sure. Uh, I just played in a lot of cover bands with BJ. So, uh, him and I've been together, uh, doing things since 1999, whether it was, uh, the Thunderhead record or David Wayne from metal Church's record or Mike Vissera's records. Uh, we've always worked together on many things and, and we've played some, you know, Pretty lousy gigs in cover bands as well, just to uh, make a few bucks. Sure. And so, when this opportunity came along, you know, I was very happy for him.
1: Right on, yeah. man. Well, dude, moving back to you, what are the tour plans this year? Is it all autograph? Is it some House of Lords? Is there... well, whatever,
0: whatever I could fit in. Uh, okay. Autograph, of course. Uh, you know, because uh, you know, we work with a great agent, Sullivan Solvin, big. He's he's you know best around, man. He's got. He's got so many of the big bands from that genre, um, so uh, we I'm going to be doing a bunch of dates with them, and of course, uh, you know, if something comes up for for House of Lords, and I could work it into this into the schedule in between things, I would love to do it because, uh, you know, I've been a part of the band for a long time, and uh, it'd be uh, really great to be. Uh, th- the thing that I love about House of Lords is that House of Lords goes to Europe. Right. That's where that band tours. Uh, Autograph does just dates in the States, mm-hmm. basically, uh, as much as I want to come to Europe with Autograph more than you can imagine. But uh, sure. it seems that band is more geared uh, for the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I, I but I have a lot of friends and fans over in Europe that I haven't seen in ages. Sure. Uh, so I would love to get back over there and see them all.
1: Right on, man. Well, uh Jimmy, last question for you, man. Um, and, and this goes back to me being in Cleveland. What do you think now when you see light of day?
0: <laughs> so funny. I um you know Joan Jett and I were we, we were so we got to be really good friends during the whole thing. You know, we toured sure. with her first, you know. We first mm-hmm. we had toured with her with Join Forces, that band. We did a yeah. East Coast tour, and then uh, we got to be in that in that movie. But every, you know, while I was on tour with Joan, uh, uh, we actually, I started talking with her and she, you know, she, uh, I, didn't, I don't mean it like this. She didn't take a liking to me. Like she liked me. She found me very friendly and very, sure. you know, like, uh, someone she could talk to. And I actually, her and I, uh, I have the only photo that was taken with her and I together, a great photo from the eighties. And, uh, we remained, uh every time we were able to see each other, she was always very happy to see me. Like, uh, it, it was just, uh, it was great. I saw her a few years back too. And, uh, I knew she hadn't seen me for a long time. And I said, uh, I, I, I went up, I, I actually had an opportunity to go to the meet and greet. So I said, I got, I have to go say hi to her. So I had my phone ready with the the picture of her and I from the eighties and I showed it to her and she went, Oh my God, she, she remembered right away and she remembered doing the movie. And, you know, cause I, I was in the studio, we did a, you know, the record plant, uh, we went to New York to film the soundtrack album. Right. Um, and that, that was a cool thing doing light of day. I gotta tell you, we had a, uh, uh, a mobile truck from the record plant outside of the building. And, uh, uh, they recorded us doing the, the song rabbits got the gun. That's in the movie. They must've did about, uh, 10 takes of it. Then we took a break, you know, we were in full makeup. Uh, they filmed this full makeup and everything. And then they, uh, uh, picked which one they wanted. And then all of a sudden they let all these crazy bastards you know, into the club. Yeah. All these extras that were waiting outside. And, uh, that's where the scene is in the movie where people are jumping off the stage and going mental. That was, you know, sometime in the afternoon, you know, when all that scene was filmed, you know? Right. But, um, you know, getting to meet Michael J. Fox and sitting and talking guitars with him, and you know what? What an amazing person! You know, there was—I I can't say enough about them. But you know, I like I said, Joan is—I have nothing but the highest regard and respect for her. I, I absolutely love Joan.
1: Sure, definitely, and, and you know, it's funny here especially that movie is so iconic because it's—you know—it's obviously based kind of here and yeah. i i mean the huns was the guy man i mean yeah
0: <laughs> that was very cool you know that did a lot you know it, it's so funny when i look back at that scene you know um, there were a couple times you know like i said we did a lot of takes of it and there's a part where we're we're swinging guitars um and of course i'm left-handed and Joan was next to me, and her, so her neck's going that way, my neck's going this way, right. and we're swinging, and we went so hard we smashed the guitar necks <laughs> in the middle of the take. We, I mean, we wailed them really bad, and, and I, I got nervous at first because I thought she was going to be pissed, and she started laughing so hard. She, we, we just we were dying, and that just you know took a lot of the edge off, you know. But uh, you know, being in a movie. Was something that, um, especially a, a national motion picture, was something that I had never experienced in my life. It's a whole different thing, but to know what these guys go through daily—that these movie stars, you know—I was up at three thirty, four in the morning, doing makeup in a tray. You know, they were putting the makeup right. on and getting you all ready uh, to start shooting about six a.m. You, you go out, and then you have some breakfast, and the day starts, and you know, and you're going and going, then you go stop for a lunch break, and yeah, it's it's quite the ordeal, something i have never experienced before in my life. Love to do it again.
1: <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Anybody man.
0: want me in a movie? Hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. Well, you're you're definitely in, in music videos. I, that's close, I yeah, guess. You yeah, know, absolutely. but um, <laughs> well, well, Jimmy, obviously, when you have a lot of great stuff going on, whether it's autograph new album is called Beyond or The House of Lords, the new album is called uh what Saints, Saints and Sinners. Saints and Sinners uh two great releases and uh where would be the best place for us to direct people to keep up with you and tour dates and buy well, merch and all that uh, stuff uh,
0: autographband.net for okay. one uh and uh we do have a uh, we have a lot of shows but they're just not on the site yet we always wait till everything is 100% in there for and sure. then uh, and then they get added so uh if you don't see something in particular you know you got to keep checking cuz chances are you'll see See something that you're looking for. Um, my website is uh, uh, uh dot com, J I M I B E L L. dot com, and you could uh, go over and visit there. And of course, my Facebook pages. I, you know, I probably shouldn't, but I keep them public. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, let, I let the I let the animals come in and attack. You know, uh, but uh, uh, but um, the one that has uh, autograph on the cover. Uh, my cover photo that's my my good page you come over and say hello You could always drop me a message and um other than that you know i always try to reply to everybody uh i i love my fans i love my friends and i'm always grateful for all of them and i you know try to show it daily absolutely man
1: well, Jimmy, why don't we do this? We played an autograph video a little while ago. Why don't we uh, end with the uh, new video from House of Lords, uh, which is called House of the Lord. What What can you tell me about that song and or the video?
0: Oh, it's great. It's a very cool song. You know, we, a, on this album, they brought in uh, Mark Mangold, the keyboard player. And um, I have to say, it was very refreshing uh, to have a keyboard player's input on the writing uh, process. So Mark had... You know, so much to do with this record. It was unbelievable. And when I when I heard that song, I said, "Man, this is so cool." First, you know, I I heard this whole big keyboard intro, and I said, "Okay, that's kind of you know interesting." The, you know, you know, similar to a maybe what a Greg Jaffree thing would be. Then all of a sudden, when the band kicks in, to the gallop thing, you know. And this is I'm listening, of course, to the demo version of all this. And I'm going, Oh, I'm going to love playing on this. You know, it was like, yeah, this song is, is good. And, uh, you know, once again, I always get my, you know, my, uh, freedom to do whatever I want guitar wise. Um, especially with the solos. And, uh, it it was, I sat and worked out something, uh, pretty cool for that song. You know, a lot of times, you you know, I, I know I didn't mention it, but a lot of times when I'm recording solos, Mm -hmm. um, they're not all worked out. Like I'll okay. hit the record button, and if something happens to be cool, if I catch something, then uh, then that's a keeper. You know, right. I'll I'll go back and get. I'll go. Hey, let me listen to that. You know, because a lot of times you'll be surprised on the magic you could get off of one take.
1: Right. No, you're you're absolutely right, man. Well, there's a lot of magic in this one. It is House of the Lord. It is House of Lords. And uh, Jimmy Bell, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken Presents.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It was a real honor. Appreciate it.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, and I know that you want to represent the CMS and you're just not sure how to do it, right? Well, the best way to do it is to pick up some merch over at our store at Creator Spring. That's right, the website is right there on your screen, bit.ly slash CMS store one. Just go there, and we've got everything out there that you would want. We've got coffee cups, we've got wine cups we've got water bottles posters phone cases even got this swell fishing hat right here for those of you that are fishermen pillows hoodies i know it's getting colder and you guys have asked us for hoodies There's zippered and unzippered hoodies there shot glasses pints you name it it is all there the only thing that's not there your credit card at least not yet but it should be here in the next 30 seconds So get over to bit.ly slash cmsstore1, pick up some gear, and represent the classic metal show. That's what you want to be doing, right? Right. Do it today, folks.